This time on The Education of Josh, I educate Josh about tango and cash. You can say something. Something. <laughs> And welcome to the podcast. In fact, welcome to the Education of Josh, our second episode. Josh, we made it past the pilot. I always think it's pointless putting in previews because it's basically like, oh, and if you couldn't tell by the title of this podcast called Tango and Cash, guess what film we're doing? Shh, don't tell people. It might give it away. <laughs> so, so uh, funny story about Tango and Cash. So you told me, Josh, the film you've got to watch is Tango and Cash. So I go on. Um, Netflix, quote unquote, and I type in Tango and Cash, and I just start watching it, and I was really confused because it's not the film that I thought was playing, um, because you said, oh, it's an action film, and I was, I was even, I was quite confused, and the film started playing. The film I thought you gave me was the film with Tom Hanks and the dog. I thought you Turner and I, Hooch. I thought you'd given me Turner Hooch. I thought Turner Hooch was called Tango and Cash. So when I started watching it, I was like. Ooh, this is starting a bit dark for a dog film. Wow. I mean, wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll get into it in a sec. So I'm your host, Phil Hobden, host of uh, Ross and Phil Talk Movies and blogger at www.philhobden.co.uk. And I'm joined by my co-host, millennial and Disney fan, <laughs> Josh Morris. How you doing, Josh? Uh, you mispronounced start of the show. What did I say? Oh, what did I say? Well, no, you didn't say star of the show. And oh, I am sorry. star of the show. Oh, I thought you said I am Josh. <clears throat> you are Josh. So uh, this podcast is all about taking taking young Joshua and educating him on some classic films he may well have missed. Now, that's not hard for Josh because basically all Josh does is watch Disney films. So actually, there's a lot of films out there for him to educate. So we are in the second episode of our first eight episode season. Um, and... This time out, as previewed by the end of the last episode, we are looking at, and probably by the beginning of this show and by the fact Josh has already talked about it and the title of the podcast, we're going to look at Tango and Cash. And I've just threw my headphones out, so let me start that bit. So there we go. So we're going to look at Tango and Cash. So let me tell you a little about the film. Released in 1989, Tango and Cash stars Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell and a very young Terry Hatcher. Um, and tells the story of two cops framed by their ruthless arch nemesis. A mismatched LAPD crime-fighting duo has to put its differences aside to even the score with the evil kingpin who put them behind bars once and for all. That's actually quite hard to say. Um, <clears throat> so, as I said, the film was released in 1989. Uh, and don't watch the version that's on Amazon if you are going to watch this film because it's cut to shit, uh, as I found out when I watched it recently. The film also stars uh, Jack Palance, the legendary Jack Palance, Brian James, James Hong, um, Philip Tan, and uh, a bundle of other people you'll go, oh, oh, isn't he from? And he probably is. So, how about the reviews? So, uh, at the moment, um, and I think this is this is this is a depressing depressing thing Josh when we look at the tomato ometer at Rotten Tomatoes it sits at a very depressing 33% I know um, I know it is depressing because it should be a lot lower <laughs> <laughs> no doubt we'll get onto that shortly uh, with an audience score of 52% I think yeah I think that's that's that, that's just just not fair so 
what do I love? My, my kind of what do I love about this film before Josh looks at it. So Tango and Cash is a film that holds a really special place in my heart because it is one of the campest, funniest, but yet most enjoyable action films of the 80s. Um, it defines buddy cop uh, films in a way that Lethal Weapon did, but this kind of does it a bit more in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. Um, it has, simply put, one of the best shower scenes ever known to mankind. Uh, and for me, um, it really epitomises everything that was great about the 1980s and the movies you got there. Um, but don't just take it from me. Um, <clears throat> here's some of the reviews on uh, online. Um, okay, I mean, when I say don't take it from me, definitely take it, take it from these guys because pretty much every review I can find dislikes this film. So Gene Siskel, legendary Gene Siskel, says, The jokes seem lame and the rivalry fraudulent as the two boys play with their big guns. Harsh. Uh, Gary Thompson from the Philadelphia Daily News. Tango and Cash is loud, violent, badly written, rather boring, cookie-cutter cop thriller. Uh, but John Ferguson at the Radio Times, much better. The result is great. You really, you really clawed for that one. Yeah. <laughs> at, 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 the, at the Sunday Weekly Radio Times Guardian. Hey, the Radio Times is still a respected publication, <clears throat> kind of. Uh, the result is great, brainless fun. Um, so, my three reasons why I think this is a good film. Firstly, the chemistry. The chemistry between Stallone and Kurt Russell is fantastic. And I still say to this day that this film deserves a sequel. Secondly, the shower scene is up there as one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history, not just action film history, not just Stallone movie history, but cinematic history. Uh, because genuinely, it's one of the gayest scenes you'll ever witness in a movie. Um, and the third reason is, well, actually, the action's pretty cool. Uh, for an 80s action film, it's, it's pretty good. Um, so, that's the film. That's what I thought about it. That's what how it sits online. I'm really dreading this. This is the moment that I say, over to Josh. It's just shit, isn't it? <laughs> like, I, I get it, okay, it's 80s cheese, buddy cop, but it's just shit. Like, first of all, Stallone's supposed to play like this, really intelligent sort of detective, like the top cop, and Stallone doesn't carry that because Stallone seems to have like the vocab vocabulary of a bar of soap and you, re you realize that point is slightly spoiled by the fact that you stumbled over the word vocabulary. yeah no i, I, do, <laughs> I do that also um kurt russell um he's far too pretty I, I didn't realize how pretty kurt russell was so in fairness this this film i praise it for that because kurt russell kurt russell is so pretty you're right josh you've so, been drinking tonight <laughs> um it's my stroke now um kurt russell is so pretty <laughs> But he doesn't suit bad cops, so it just seems such a weird um, casting. From the start of the film, it seems like, and it might be the case, but was there a TV show beforehand? No. Because this seems like sort of the TV movie of a TV show, in that you've had, like, um, you know, stories about Cash and stories about Tango, but now it's Tango and Cash. Like, the start of it's ridiculous, where he's like, oh, I'm sick of this Tango, I'm sick of this Cash, what will I do? I know, I'll put them together. And not kill him. No, I'll do this elaborate game. Just kill him. Or, or better yet, keep him apart. 
keep them apart. Like I've got these two people who keep trying to do stuff. I'll put them together because I'm sure those combined forces won't be much of a threat. I then mean, they, it's a fair they, point. Well, then you have the weirdest massage scene ever. And okay, like this is you know a, a comedy trait where like someone hears something and they think something's going on. It's actually something else. But the lines she was saying to him. So she's giving him a back massage, and she's telling him. <laughs> She's telling him, oh, it's in. Oh, I can feel it. It's in. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense because he he's not putting anything in. You're giving him a massage. Well, no, it's about the disc being in. It's about putting... See, Josh, you're too young to know these things. It's about him slipping a disc and she's forcing the disc to go back in. So she's putting it back in. But no way would you moan if you were a massage. Like, you're the one giving the massage you um, and you're the female. You wouldn't moan while you're giving... Like, oh, yes, it's in. Oh, it's in. Oh, your disc blade is back in. Like, no, it's ridiculous. Um, I will give you the chemistry because it is tongue in cheek. But then it seems so. Uh, and I think one of the previous reviews you read out said uh, cookie cutter. It's so that with like the one liners, which is just eye worthy. It's it's just such an film. How I I oh I Josh I just I mean I can see why you would say that. Um, but I can't see why you would say that. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know why you would say this film is cheesy. I mean, there's a moment where he sticks a gr- uh, where Tango sticks a grenade down a bad guy's pants and says, "My guns revolutioned the birth control." Uh, that was a really bad accent. And this is where this is what this is what originated Fubar, fucked up beyond all recognition. It's not a compliment. <laughs> when it's over, we have to pay Jabba the Hutt here a visit. I'll bring the chainsaw. I'll bring the beer. I mean, it's diamond. It's not. It's just naff. It's it's nothing impressive at all. It's nothing revolutionary. And not every film has to be. But it's just so bog standard. It's just not remarkable, like, in the slightest. See, I, I do not think the action's good. Do you not think, do you not think the chemistry alone sells the movie? The chemistry was fine. But like I said, it just kind of felt like either a pilot for a future TV show or the spin-off of a TV show. It just didn't I seem want to, to have see any that TV show. I mean, this is this is what 30 years later, 30 years plus later. Almost 30 years later. Let's do some maths. Um and I want to see this TV show. I would still watch the TV show of Tango and Cash today with Stallone and with Kurt Russell. In fact, if anyone from Hollywood is listening to this, or if anyone's listening to this, uh, and you can write a screenplay, write me the TV series of Tango and Cash. Because, look, it doesn't... What more did you... What, what would have made this film better for you? What what didn't work? Because for me, it's no more cheesy than, than some of the buddy cop movies you get these days. In fact, it's a lot less cheesy. At least these guys had real chemistry. You look at... I mean, I know it's not the same, but you look at a film like The Heat with Melissa McCarthy, and you kind of go, that chemistry is so forced it's so unnatural it just doesn't work i don't what more would what what would have made this work for you i just think maybe it was a victim of its own times and that it just had this 80s naffness about it like the one the one-liners were like you know uh, batman and robin level bad you had um apart from tango and cash no chemistry with any other character on screen the film just didn't make sense it was just kind of pointless. it was just there like i don't actively hate it i just watched it and went meh shit 
So um, you say there's no other chemistry. I think, is there not chemistry between Kurt Russell and Tango and, uh, and uh, um, Terry Hatcher? No, not at all. Like, that was such a forced sort of like, I want to bang your sister kind of thing. It was ridiculous. Like, in one scene. Uh, and I don't know why they kept trying to be like, oh, yeah, it's clearly his partner. Clearly his partner. Oh, no, it's his sister. Silly me. You could tell that from day one. But uh, there's just no chemistry at all. Well, Josh... In the in the uh, in the words of Ray Tango, I think with your IQ, you're unarmed and still very dangerous. But Phil, um, ask me the question. So, Josh, do you think this holds up today? <laughs> well, uh, uh, no, no, not a chance. Nope. Saying that, I am on board. If we had, you know, Stallone and Russell right now, if they did a yeah. sequel, I, I'd be on board. <laughs> And and so so I think that says something though. I think that years later you would watch the sequel because the chemistry was that good. Now look, don't no, get me wrong. No, no, not because of like the film itself. It's mainly because I'm a fan of Stallone and Russell. And like, I wouldn't go. Oh, I can't wait to see Tango and Cash too. I mean, if you know you put those guys in a new film, um, what has nothing to do with Tango and Cash, I'd go watch it because I just think those two are, you know, fun actors. I think they should do Lethal Weapon. I think they should actually play Danny Glover and Mel Gibson Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I don't know how that would work. Um, I, do you know what? I, I think it is actually one of cinema's greatest crimes that those two have not been in another movie together. I'd like to see another remake of The Thing and Stallone plays The Thing. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting. So now I give my millennial recommendations. So to all you millennials, if you want oh, to hold see... On, hold on, before you, before you do that. Sorry, Josh, before you do that. I will admit to you on this, right? And I will genuinely admit that for me, it is a little dated. I rewatched it recently and it is very much something that feels very much of its time. Um, I mean, just Kurt Russell's hair alone. <laughs> I mean, that is a thing of beauty. Look, two things you've missed out before you give your review. Because I think I think two things need, need credence in this. Firstly, Kurt Russell dressed up in drag. Is that not one of the greatest scenes in the movie? It it made me erect. Yes, that was good. <laughs> he looks scarily good in drag, let's be honest. I said he's too pretty to play the bad cop. He is oh. really bad. Uh, really pretty. And second thing, how good is that shower scene? It's good. Oh, also... Don't worry, have... Cash. The yeah. other one will drop one day. Who was it? I think it was... Keep going, Tripod. Is it Brian James? Whoever played the British guy. Yeah, Brian James, who blatantly is Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hello, mate. It makes Dick Van Dyke look like a good actor. Like, it was ridiculous. But yeah, um, so my millennial recommendation is a film you actually mentioned. I liken it to The Heat. Oh, I my. Eat. No. I, I eat. No. No, so I'm, don't not, waste your time. I'm not taking that. I cannot take that. The Heat is total garbage. The Heat is a modern day Tango and Cash. It's what? in in. So if I reflected your opinion of it, you're saying that The Heat is shit? Oh yeah, the heat is bad. <laughs> and I, po- I probably enjoy the heat more than Tango Cash. Oh, I mean, that's that's disappointing. Um, so IMDb recommends films like this. So if, if you kind of like this, uh, it recommends Demolition Man. Oh, there's oh, no. one we have to get you to watch, Josh. I, I love Demolition Man. Oh, you love Demolition Man? Wow. It recommends Cobra. And it recommends Cliffhanger. I've never seen Cobra or Cliffhanger. Ah, two for the list. 
No, please, no, no more. Yeah, you're going to get Cliffhanger in Season 2, my friend. Witness Craig Fairbrass and Sliced Alone. I kind of don't want to see a single cliff. Like, if if I don't see if the cliff they're referring to is like Cliff Richard, I'd be very. Can, happy. can you imagine <laughs> cliffhanger? And it's just basically Stallone hanging off Cliff Richard for the entire film. No, I can't take the heat as a recommendation. That's just terrible. It's, well, it's a done. terrible it's film. Taken. It's done. Move uh, on. no, I, I'm gonna have to throw some more in now. No, no, that, that's the millennial recommendation. That's my bit. <laughs> millennial recommendation is the heat. Last time for Empire Records, I gave everybody want some. This time for Tango and Cash. If you don't fancy Tango and Cash, I want a millennial recommendation, the heat. I mean, it could have been worse. You could have said Rush Hour. I'm not that bad. <laughs> so that was Josh's take on Tango and Cash. So where do we go from here, Josh? Well... Kurt Russell, star of Tango and Cash, uh, starred in The Hateful Eight, which was directed by one, the one and only Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino starred in a 1995 film called Destiny Turns on the Radio with James Belushi, who is the brother of Jim Belushi, who is the star of The Blues Brothers. Da, 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 da. Cue the trailer. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. They want $5,000. Guess you really up shit creek. Police? No, ma'am. We're musicians. Don't you guys ever wear blue jeans or jumpsuits like, like Wayne Cochran or C.C. Riders? We're on a mission from God. Good to see you, sweetheart. Contemptible pig. How much for the women? <laughs> Catch that sucker. Excuse me. You see two guys coming here, black suits, black hats. Sit them down there. Thank you. Oh, please don't kill us. You know I love you, baby. Let's go. So next up is the Blues Brothers. So we will be back in two weeks with Josh's thoughts on one of the defining cult films. I'm kind of dreading that one more than I'm dreading Tango and Cash, if I'm honest. Um, bye, Josh. Bye. Bye.